Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. So we've got another very special episode here of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are in beautiful, scenic, up north, central Wisconsin. Dude, we are at HHA headquarters. This is where it all began, and this is where it's all going down. I am Steve. In the warehouse, <laughs> or the factory room here, is Kurt, Eric, Mark Reif, and Scott Bakken. What's going on, fellas? How much? Yo. You're good at the intro. <laughs> you uh, are. You just really pepped up you there. Sh- the you last should two almost seconds. be like a TV show host, like a game show host. You, yeah. c- you could. You could probably pull something off like that. Like, he's not that good looking, though. Yeah, I'm not that good looking. So but I mean, work. makeup. I mean, enough makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And plastic surgery. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you get rid of the beard and put him in a suit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you could have you like, like, a, of, like a Drew Carey effect or something. I'd say get rid of Jim or Drew Carey on The Price is Right. You should have seen him like a month ago. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was rough. I've always, rough. Steve's always had like, I see he's being like a radio DJ, like on like just any radio station. And you do anywhere. have the radio voice. Uh, that's what everybody says. And I'm like, yeah. uh, they're, uh, you know. Yeah, face for radio. Yeah, face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, we're in the heart of HHA. It's mm. pretty cool. Nice and humble and comforting. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I feel I'm, like I'm sitting in my basement at my house, you know. It actually it's awesome. yeah, it it's awesome. that way. Um, beautiful country out here. and uh, There's actually snow now, too. So Is it going now? No. We're we getting mean, pounded at home right now. Yeah, we're supposed to, which will be just in time for the Packer game tomorrow. So awesome. Just in time for us to drive home. Yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome. We, um, yeah, there's a, right outside the door uh, window here, door, I mean, there's a sleeping bears out there. I mean, they got wolves up here. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's that, crazy. That just dude, blows yeah. his mind, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, my mind is blown because he... <laughs> You know, there's a guy when we were up here. Uh, we've met some very fantastic people um, up here in in Wisconsin Rapids, and this guy's like, "Man, I almost hit this guy!" And like, he shows me his picture. I go, "That's a funny looking guy." Oh no! How did you almost hit that? I'm like, "Were you, were you in Canada or something?" He goes, "No, this is like yesterday." That here. would total car. It, a wolf. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, big they sure. get. Um, I mean, average. They're probably 
I mean, 80 to 100 pounds just depends. But I mean, like, I mean, you like, act like that's nothing. Well, I mean, it really, I mean, they're not much bigger than a coyote. They're just longer. So they mm-hmm. have like longer legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you get some of the ones that come down from Canada, I mean, like, or even out like the ones in Idaho, mm-hmm. I mean, now you're talking like 150, 180. Yeah, that's I mean, a yeah. monstrous yeah. man. That's a big dog. Yeah. I mean, like when I was in Idaho this year, like some of the wolf tracks I saw were like legitimately about the size of your palm. That's really? Crazy. There were some big, big dogs. It amazes me to get, to get that big. Oh, they're huge. Wow. Yeah. Brutal you know, too. It, and, and it's weird too. Cause I mean, like you hear a wolf howl here in Wisconsin. I mean, it sounds like. You know, you watch like TV or like, like the Disney Channel stuff, movie. and like it sounds like a wolf howl. Right. But like the Canadian ones are the ones out in Idaho. I mean, it's it's eerie as crap. Is it way different than a coyote howl? Oh yeah, never heard one. Yep. In, in it's, real it's, life. It's, well, coyote, you know, a coyote. It's like it has like yippee. a cadence to it. A yippee. And a, a wolf howl is. Um, I mean, again, like the ones in Wisconsin, like it's an actual howl. Mm-hmm. Like these ones that we were hearing out in Idaho. I mean, it was like. I mean, it sounded like. I don't know. It was like a mix between Bigfoot screaming and like a wolf howl. It was really, I mean, not that I've ever heard Bigfoot. Yeah. I was about to say, this guy doesn't think what Bigfoot sounds like. There was a time in my life where I was considering becoming a Bigfoot hunter, but Mm -hmm. yeah, he just, he didn't pursue that. No, the population's down. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you know, I mean, Bigfoot lives matter. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, a Bigfoot hunter or, you know, someone who studies uh, global climate change, eh, you know, same science. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. No man, one, yeah. Everyone just had a blank face on. <laughs> hey, there, there's more photos of Bigfoot than the ice caps melting. I'm just saying. But uh, let's <laughs> let's stay on point. Um, well, you're bringing yourself back for once, Scott. You're gonna what, you're gonna tell me you don't uh, think the Earth is flat. It is flat. Thank you. Yeah. I'm science. glad we're all on the same page. We're all on the same boat here. Yeah. Um, this is the third episode you've been on, Scott. I don't know why you continue to deal with us. We're just here, so we. Uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know. But thank you. I He's very that. polite. I don't know why you guys keep coming back. To be honest, hey. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are just hard up for the like a guest, like somebody to talk with. Yeah, we're lot, desperate, I mean, man. Like, no, you got the most, plenty of people. You're the most beautiful man we could find. <laughs> yeah, so just like, yeah. That, that's about. I mean, I don't even think I have that going for me. But I mean. Yeah, that's that's about all. Ever I since have. you did that video of you eating the leftovers in the tree stand, Steve, you're his idol now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone else brings styrofoam food up in the yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, He's that's, like, that's what happens. One. I mean, I when you when you have a, a season that's a grind like that, man, you gotta. I mean, what's the point of trying to be discreet? You, I mean, if you're not going to see anything, you might as well enjoy your time right, and right. stand and just be comfortable. Just that was it. actually really funny because uh, that day we were doing a photo shoot for uh, our catalog, and uh, so Josh, our, our social media and photography guy we were out to lunch and uh i was just like beat and it was a long day and i had gotten this uh bronco blt it's if you like blts it's like literally the bomb you have have my attention they have baked uh, jalapeno infused bacon no really it is the all right guys we got to end this podcast prematurely actually that's that's where we're we're going to dinner there tonight oh Oh, awesome but anyways yeah so i had the sandwich and i'm like god i'm full i'm like well i ain't gonna waste them perfectly good half of a sandwich right, gotta take it with you. so we were walking <laughs> this out. is why we bring you back yeah exactly <laughs> and uh we were walking out to my truck and J- josh is like you ready for another afternoon i'm like dude we yeah. should totally just do a video because like at that i forget like this year it seemed like one of the big social media crazes was like what do you bring to the stand you know for right. snacks and stuff and everybody's yep. like oh i bring pop tarts and crap like that and i'm like well, i bring sandwiches and I'm like we should totally do this video and it, and it was like it was actually a lot of fun because like obviously i had a mic hooked up and uh-huh. i was worried because like this this place they're they make their own homemade chips and they're like super loud oh my god but they're amazing <laughs> and like i'm not like i very rarely eat chips like uh-huh. i don't eat chips but their chips i mean it's worth breaking your diet for him. So oh, that's, I was all worried. Oh, don't I know it. In the styrofoam, in the styrofoam box. Right. I'm like, God, I hope they're crunchy. So Josh, you know, I had the wireless mic and Josh was wearing his, you know, his headphones and he's like, all right, go for it. You know, and first of all, I mean, trying to get like the angle because where that stand was, and it actually was one of my favorite stands. And I'm pretty sure like it's no longer going to be now. Yeah, it's yeah. now because like <laughs> it got blown up. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so I go and bite into this chip and I like try to like make it really, really loud. And as soon as I bit into it, you see Josh kind of like flinch because it, it was so loud. loud. In his, in his head right. And oh, then, man. uh, and like, I didn't even know it was just kind of an improv thing. Cause it's like, if this works, it's going to be really funny. But if it doesn't, who cares? Right. And then like, I, like I tried to take like the biggest bite that I could. Well, so like I actually 
the toast was like really like toasted. It's like I cut the crap out of my mouth on the toast. <laughs> and then I, I forget if it was a piece of lettuce or what, but like I legitimately was like almost about to choke. Choke on it. So I'm like <laughs> trying to chew really quick. And then like you can oh, see, like man. I don't think you can see in the video, but there was like turkey like falling out of my mouth and like I had this big glob of like mail on my beard <laughs> and stuff. Funny, like man. it was, it was, I, I think it was like, it was more funny actually shooting video than it actually like came right. out. But it was, yeah, that I love that man. Tree stand stuff though, like you always try and be super quiet, but you think you're making so much noise, like the littlest moon. Yeah, (laughs) but it's even like I mean, I feel like if I can hear myself like chewing in the stand, I'm like, God, that's just going to scare me. Every deer is going to run away. But like, really, I mean, if you were on the ground from your tree stand, nobody would hear you. No, No, T Bone gave us the biggest tip. He said instead of like you know, if you're going to eat Cheetos in the stand. Open them up and then put them in a Ziploc bag. Yep. It's less crinkly. It's actually kind of gross because like all my food I carry in the stand with me. It doesn't matter if it's a sandwich or oh. beef jerky or whatever. I take it out of the original bag and just combine it all loose. One in big one gallon bag. bag. Oh, yeah. One big bag. So it's like when you reach in there, you never know what you're going to grab. Oh, it's like he's a taco like, in a bag, man. He's got, he's got like, a 55-gallon bag with him. Yeah, I, I do. I just hairy, I just bring a bucket up and hang it in my stand. It's on like pulleys and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it snakes this time. Well, it was, it was funny anyway. when, when I was when I was in Kansas. That was like the joke because movement was pretty slow, and the buddy that I was with, you know, like you got out there an hour before light, and mm-hmm. you know we had breakfast in the morning, and then I would text him and be like seven thirty, first sandwich gone, nine thirty, second <laughs> oh. sandwich gone, noon, I'm out of food. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get down. You like, like food. seven I, I, more I planned, hours to sit. Yeah, and I had planned for food for the whole day, and by noon, like my entire lunch, like oh. food for the day was gone. Because you get so bored, you just think like, like, oh, I can eat something. You need to get yeah. a thermos with like a big thing of like soup or something and keep you would, warm and all. You know what? Spill it everywhere. It's like one of those things, man. Like when you're super hungry, like you have to eat that food. Like that's why I can't take food with me to the state because I'll I'll sit in there in ten minutes, and for some reason, it's the hungriest that I ever am. I'm never more hungry than when I know I have food. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you know, and it's like just sitting in your bag, like, dude, like, just eat Like it. talking just, to yeah, you, like, hey, it. you can come over here yeah. and take a little bit. And your body, like your mind's tuning it, like, dude, just just eat the sandwich. You know well, you want let's it. Let's like, transition, no, I shall we? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm so hungry. Steve's let's get off. Excited. It is, it's, it's getting to that point <laughs> where if like, I'm... Like this may turn into a Snickers commercial because like I'm starting to get hangry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, angry I'm starting to get hangry a hangry. little bit. You're going to or planning a trip to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Tell us why and uh, how that is to plan for an Alaskan trip because yeah. So um, I don't know. It was probably about three years ago. You know, it's weird because you know, growing up in Wisconsin, like all I've ever known is whitetails. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and mm-hmm. I actually didn't even mm-hmm. think about like elk hunting or doing anything other than whitetails because it's like that's all i knew right so you know a couple years ago i started going out west and you know that just i mean it exposes you to like holy crap like there's a whole new level of hunting you know outside of hunting whitetails you know Mm -hmm. so um it actually it was just it was weird it was like one night i was i think i was watching a tv show a hunting show and they were in alaska and uh you know part of it was like you know, I always thought like there was, there's no way I could do that. There's no way I can afford that. You know, like mm. everything's so expensive to go to Alaska or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, hell with it. So I actually started looking at it. And yeah, I mean, a guided, you know, Yukon moose hunt. There is no way I can it's afford like $25, that. Twenty five thousand. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, that's a big boy hunt, right? But then yeah. I started looking at like do it yourself. And like, first of all, I, I didn't even know a non resident could hunt. I didn't do it. Do it, do it yourself no hunt in Alaska. And you, there are species you can. So I just started looking into it, and I partnered. Um, there's actually a guy, it's a uh, pristine ventures in uh, Fairbanks and that's his job is he's a hunt planner. Mm-hmm. So he basically like makes it a reality. So I reached out to him and uh, his name's Larry Bartlett. And, uh, um, I just started talking to him and he's like, yeah, man, like this is, this is what you're looking at. I'm like, holy crap. Like that's totally doable. doable yeah. So two years ago I started planning, you know, and saving and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, the hunts, uh, September, we leave September 10th. And the hunt actually starts September 12th. And, uh, yep, so we'll be floating for 15 days. and yep. For a Yukon? 15 for a days. Mm-hmm. A 15-day float. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yep. Are you can. What's your main concern going in at this point right now? Um, I mean, it's, uh, I you know, it's not even the grizzly bears. Because, I mean, it's like it's like Wisconsin. Like, they're there. You know, black bears. Like, you're going to run into them. Oh, you yeah. Know? Eventually, but you're like, going to. I mean, I guess the big thing is. 
is you know just it's alaska like you never know what's what you're gonna hit so it's kind of like you know i'm one of those guys too where like i don't ever ever not want to be prepared yeah. so like i'm an overpacker i'm an over preparer uh-huh. but just like getting there and then having to be resourceful you know right, like if right. something happens exactly. i'm like crap what do i do you know like am i gonna be able to figure it out yeah you know and it's like you know what if you know, you puncture a hole in your raft or something like that because they're all inflatable rafts. Mm-hmm. Do you have it's a backup like, or what do you do in that? No, case? it's you like gotta you, gotta, you gotta patch the hole. It's yep. like, well, what if I can't <clears throat> right. patch the hole? Then what do I do? You know what I mean? It's just like, that's like my concern is, am I gonna, is something gonna happen that I won't be able to figure it something out? Something way out well, of like your that, control. That's on any trip though. You always have it that is. in the back of your mind, you it know, is. like what if right. type of thing. But I mean, only, drills. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the only difference is, is, you know, like if you're in the mountains in Montana or whatever, you can hike out and have somebody help you where, you right. know, we'll be 300 miles from the nearest town Man. Right. on a no-name river. That, that is insane. Sounds so. like Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alaska is not your place. No. No, no not at all. No. They, they, they have, like, big wolves and big furry tractors. Yeah, so. and 300 miles, I don't think a golf cart's going to make it 300 <laughs> no. miles. So. No, and I can only bring, like, 20 pounds of food, so. What? Yeah. That's like breakfast. That's a day's meal. What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? You're going to be 14 but, days? Yeah. No, and and it's funny because it, it seems like it's kind of like uh like if you watch like like hunting shows on TV nowadays and stuff, it's like that's kind of like the message that a lot of like you look at Jim Shockey, right? Mm-hmm. So he's really promoting the fact like whether you hunt or not, like that hunter instinct is in every person. Yeah, it's just absolutely. whether you tap into it or not. Yep. And so like when I started thinking about Alaska, I legitimately was like laying in bed one night and it's like, you know, all I've ever done is whitetail hunted. Mm-hmm. And it's like I feel like I love whitetail hunting. I mean, that's still my passion, you know, yeah. but it's like, I feel like I'm meant for something more, you know, like I'm huge into working out and stuff like that. And it's like, I do all of this work to like be fit and in shape and stuff. To and prepare it's like, yourself right, for something to go sit in a st- tree stand for 10 hours. Yeah, right. exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm meant for more, you know, like I was just like thriving for an adventure. Yeah. So that's, I started looking into it and I'm like, holy crap, like I'm doing it. And it was weird. Cause it literally was two years ago that I started planning for it. And then now legitimately, like I just finalized my hunt plan like two weeks ago and had to put deposit down on bush lights and stuff. I'm like, holy crap, this is like, it's real. real. It's It's like planning a wedding. All of a sudden you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. No, I definitely want to do this. (laughs) Oh, so it's the opposite of a wedding. So So you're flying in on bush plane and you have a, how long, how long a float? Uh, It's a hundred miles. Oh my. Yeah, 100 miles from drop off to pick up is 100 miles. So what's oh, your goal is a moose? That's the primary species will be a moose. Um and to be this is going to sound completely like insane but like I'm not even going for like the hunt. I mean chances of me killing a moose are like slim to none. One, I mean I've never been moose hunting. I don't know what the heck to do. I don't know yeah. how to call a moose. Uh-huh. I've actually I mean I walk around my house practicing and my <laughs> girlfriend thinks I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> you know. I ask her I'm like does this sound like a moose? She's like I've never heard a moose. How do I know what it sounds like? It doesn't like, sound like rocky. <laughs> Or <laughs> Which one was the moose? Was it Rocky or Bullwinkle? Uh, oh, I wish man. I would have got that reference right. That wouldn't have brought the podcast to di- screeching di- halt. Dynamite dropping. Steve. Steve's on a roll. He is. Dynamite dropping, Steve. But, but yeah, no. So it's you know it's just the adventure, and actually, um, you know, Josh Preisner with Blue Goose Visual is going to be with me, and he's going to document the whole trip. And that's going to be really you know, obviously we're going to be using some of the material for you know HHA purposes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of um, you know one thing that we have coming up here is a, is an HHA brand video and it's just kind of a you know who we are video mm-hmm. so you know that's just it kind of I, I kind of feel like it's just kind of appropriate like the fact that you know 17 we have this brand video and i'm going to alaska because i mean that that's is who you are that is who i am yeah. right that's yeah. hha's you know that's kind of who hha is too so that's gonna be awesome i, yeah. I hope you get one man because that, that's my I, dream I, hunt. I, I do but at the same time i'd be okay if i don't because you gotta pack all that back yeah i mean dropping a, oh, yeah. a full-grown bull moose i mean you're looking at a six to eight hour but think, chop job and that's 800 pounds of meat that i have to float out with me so but think about it though like that experience man no, oh, like, awesome. what, what percentage of hunters have had that experience it's very very slim right and i don't know slim that's a, that's the ultimate experience mm. and and people that don't hunt you tell them about your story yeah i went in 100 mile float shot this animal packed out 800 pounds of meat yeah. it took me this many days and they would think you you're know. nuts well and and, and and i mean of hunt like that i mean i mean and, and not taken away from any hunt whether it's a whitetail hunt or whatever but I mean, that just is like, I mean, again, that just taps into like the inner 
I mean, that's what like our ancestors yeah. did, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, they yeah. rivers I mean, and have you, have you ever done a hunt like this where like you don't go home at the end of the night? Like you're basically still out in the wilderness, you know, obviously with like a tent or something, but like, have you ever done anything like this? Not to this extreme. I mean, I've done, you know, elk trips and backcountry trips, which, you know, are similar and it's still, yeah. you know, the, off the, the grid type the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done some off the grid stuff, but nothing where I'm, you know, you have no contact with anybody and, you know, if, when Steve goes down to three G, he's he's scared. <laughs> oh, dude, he's nervous. Yeah. I, I, can't, dude, I, get, I, I can't check my Snapchat. There's <laughs> there, there's certain tree stands I won't go in because I don't get good reception. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't imagine. You know, but it's that it's that yeah that primal like you're talking about. You know, you get away from everything. It's just surreal. Like I mean, it's like literally. I mean, it'll put. It'll, I think it'll put everything in perspective of like you know. Well, I feel like too. I mean, like yeah. I mean, we can all sit here too. I mean, after and reflect back on our whitetail season and mm-hmm. be like, what did we learn this year, right? Mm-hmm. But like, okay, so that's what we learned about whitetail hunting. But yet, I feel like to really grow and ex- expand as an actual like hunter, you got to go out and do new things, right? Absolutely. So I mean, that's one thing. You know, every time I come home after being out west, it's like, God, I I learned more. And that week that I have in an entire season, you know, whitetail hunting. And so now, I mean, this is just one step further. Like, Man, I can't imagine being like going to Alaska, being in a completely foreign area and just like, I mean, it'll eat you alive if you let it. Well, and that's, you I know, mean, I mean, there's the, like the Kiefer brothers, you know, they coined the term that, you know, Alaska doesn't ask you to leave. It tells you to leave. Right. And mm. I mean, at first I was like, that's really like kind of a cheesy saying, but at the same time, it's like, it's, you actually it's think legit. About it, yeah. I mean, middle of september i mean it could be 80 degrees or you could have six feet of snow falling you know you just never know yeah and um but again i mean that's all i mean that's kind of the excitement of it you know that's and then like how, a whole different you, country up there yeah well then how do you plan for that too you know right. what I mean? like, you can't. we're only allowed 80 pounds of personal gear which seems like a lot but when you factor 20 to 30 pounds of that is food so now you only have 50 pounds of hunting gear that you can carry with you right so how do you pick and choose like and, light lightweight stuff to cold yeah. weather stuff. i imagine a month before you do this trip your house is going to be a mess with just stuff it is, all it is already <laughs> well i actually know because you guys were there so i had to pick up for you but <laughs> just for us yeah. Nice. yeah yeah but, man but I, no it'll it'll I, my my main goal is i mean obviously i want everybody to come home safe and you know i right. hope we have a few cuts and bruises to tell some good stories yeah but you need I a good scar story yeah i hope you know hope we come back safe and you know, when that bush plane picks us up on, you know, day 15, yeah. I can look back and be like, all right. Sure. And you know, those 15 days are going to seem like a year or two. Oh, yeah. They're going to be long days yeah. and long nights. But, man, that's, I mean. It's experience. You know that going in, it. man. Yeah. Uh, you're prepared. You're in shape. You're working out. And you you know your your equipment. Yeah. It's kind of just like you're there for that. You're not there to be comfortable. No. No. I mean, it's. And that's why you're doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah just kind of take you out of your norm and, you know do something different and uh you know i hope josh can get some really really good footage and you know photos and mm-hmm. you know 20 years from now when i'm you know not as agile and in shape as i used to be i can look at those photos and be like damn like I yeah remember that was that. awesome you know like oh, i remember that and, and actually there is a pretty decent portage on the float where we do have to carry stuff over a mountain so i mean that'll be wicked but Oof. it should be pretty epic yeah hopefully hopefully you know this time next year we can sit here and i can be like that was it's either going to be like the coolest, most epic trip I've ever done, or it's just going to be a really, really expensive, crappy camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> what, would you, what would you do? Like, let's let's say this hypothetical: you get dropped off, and like your first day of hunting that you can hunt, and you just knock a big old Yukon moose down. Like, what are you going to do? I'm going to eat moose all day. And you're and- just going <laughs> to hang out for 14 days yep. in the wilderness? Yeah, that'd be yep. kind of cool. Actually. You'd have to. That'd be part, yep. part of the fact yeah. you're kind of neat. Would it, though? Would you want that to happen? Or would you like, I want to suffer for like five days straight and just make, make, it, make it worth it? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, and, and that's one thing like Larry told me. He's like, uh, you know, actually, he, he said, hold off shooting a moose on your first day. He's like, because one, you don't know what water conditions are going to be like. Yeah. So, I mean, if you you know, three and a half miles downstream and there's no water in the stream. You got to drag all your crap across rocks and stuff. Right. So you don't want to be dragging 600 pounds of meat. Exactly. You know? so, right. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm an opportun, opportunistic person. So, I mean, if one, if one's there and it's a legal bull, I'd mean, have to shoot it, man. Yeah. I'd have to shoot it. Too much planning, too much you time. Can, you can always call for an earlier pickup. Oh, you yeah. Can. Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, if, if there's a spot from the land, yeah. 
Like, yeah, come get me. Yep. <laughs> We're done. Tell him to turn around. I just shot one. Just come right back. Yeah. You can, can you hunt? Well, I, I don't know if you know yet or whatever. I don't think you can. Maybe not Alaska. Can you hunt the same day you fly? No, no I think Alaska think so. you no, can. You have to wait 24 hours. Okay. Yep. That's what I figured. But uh, That's yep. what I was saying the first day that you can. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we... Uh, we leave. We leave Wisconsin the tenth. We fly into the river on the twelfth. So then we technically can't hunt till the thirteenth. Gotcha, man. So technically, I guess it's. I mean, we'll be there fifteen, but it's technically only. I think it's actually twelve days of actual hunting because. Hunting. What can you two. kill? Can you? Are you going to try and go after anything but a moose, or is it moose only? Um, where we're going is primarily going to be moose, mm-hmm. but um, like we can get black bear and wolf tags too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I'll probably get a wolf tag. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really. I mean, black bears are cool, but at the same time, like... They're here. Yeah, I can... Yeah, They're sleeping so, right outside the door here. Yep. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, the interesting about Alaska, though, is, like, they view black bears and wolves as nuisance. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like... I mean, it's like killing coyotes in Wisconsin. Right. Like, yeah, you know, and the one thing that's that's pretty wicked about Alaska is that their uh, wanton waste laws are, like, super, super strict. So, like, when you drop a moose, you literally have to take every ounce of edible meat. So from, mm. I mean, the flank to the rib cage to the neck meat to the brisket. Everything. Like, basically, the way they describe it is that when you're all said and done, <laughs> an eagle should not be able to land on the carcass and pick anything off it if it's edible meat. So, I mean, that's... It's pretty cool, I, to, actually. To be yeah. honest, like, going back to your first question, that's actually my biggest concern. Because, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, I, I want to abide by all the law, regulations. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and... You know, that's what's back. gonna be nice about having that guy with you though too he kind of knows what he's doing right what's that the guy that's coming with you no nobody's been on the that's just before. the guy who helped him oh. set it up yeah to oh, get, he's, he's just a planner yeah. Yeah, he's, no, he's a matchmaker <laughs> oh, yeah. he's a matchmaker okay. he doesn't go on the date no <laughs> yeah. he, just, he just sets you up on it yeah but send, uh send you on your way but no that's that's actually my biggest concern is i mean breaking down a white tail i mean i can do that with my eyes closed but you know, dealing with a bull moose. That's it's like a, a little, big yeah. deer, man. Yeah. You, I think you'd be, once you get going, you'll. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I think you just take your time and be diligent and, yeah. you know, you go over it once, go over it again, go over it a third time. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, if you miss a little bit, I'll cut a little bit more off, yep. throw it in the, you know, be in the burger pile and yep. do whatever. Or whatever. Yep. Yep. That does got to be a scary moment, you know, and not just because I'm terrified of wolves, but <laughs> like if you're, if you're <laughs> in the dark and like, you know, you're, you're, you're you know, you're, cause it's going to take a while to, you know, break that moose down. I mean, you know, you're sitting there in the dark and it's, dark yep. out there you know you're yeah what do you do camp next to it if you have to or do you would you have some to guys bail do off? some guys do probably i mean it's all situational but mm-hmm. i mean i guess i mean it I, it all depends i mean if it's cold enough you could probably let it lay there and take care of it the next day or yeah. mm-hmm. take care of that night but i was thinking like for grizzlies if you know if it'd be safe to camp next to the carcass or some i mean some guys do just to protect it yeah and they'll stay up all night and just watch it but I I probably won't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, like if we're gonna break it down, like in the evening or something like that, you just build a big fire and just you know one man, you know, two of you can work together, and then one guy just kind of keeps it up because they actually will be three of us, um, two hunters, and then Josh photography. Nah. So yeah, you know, you have one guy. Dude, it'd be so cool to have a uh, a moose kill on film. Yeah, it'll be pretty epic. Even then, though, like imagine this, the struggle is gonna make for make for uh, really awesome footage. I'm yeah. sure. Well, it'll just be. I mean. It'll just be fun. Oh, yeah. I think you'll have an awesome time. uh, You'll be miserable for sure, no doubt, (laughs) but I hope you kill one, man. That would be awesome. It would be. would be pretty sweet. But I'm, yeah, it's, so um, that's kind of the cool thing, too, is you can do any weapon. Um, So obviously, I mean, I'm going to try my best to kill one with a bow, obviously being an archery company. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, if there's a big one standing out there at 100 yards, he's. He's going to get a 300 short, Meg. Yeah, you, 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 you might have to do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. Do some little editing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is, too, is, I mean, I mean, just think about the meat. I mean, I mean, that's 600 pounds of meat. To, I mean. You're going to have to get another freezer. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. That'll be a good problem to have. Right. But, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, the rack and stuff is cool, but, man, moose meat. That would just. Oh. Got to have that rack to go above the fireplace, man. Yeah. yeah. It's going to look good. Yeah. I hope you do get one. Hang a bunch of Christmas lights from it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> bunch of hats. You know, you know what's really, uh, really funny about, um, you know, we're talking about like lack of technology. You know, we're like you're not, you don't have like no cell phone service. You know, no like technology to reach out to like you know everybody else. But yet you're using the latest and greatest technology on like your bow and sight and things <laughs> like that. It's a, it's kind of funny, you know, like where it's it's acceptable too. It's just, yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's funny too because I mean like. I mean, obviously, like, I mean, Alaska's nothing you mess with. So, yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, you bring the, you know, the highest quality gear that you can afford. Yeah. But mm-hmm. even still, like, you can still 
be screwed. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. in trouble. Like, you can get in trouble real fast. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, and it's and it's you know, it's one thing. Like, I mean, I've read a ton of books and stuff, but it's like how how fast you can go from you know having an awesome time and then literally like one wrong move in. Like you're screwed. screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. It's an intimidating place, man. Yeah. The pu- the pucker factors, right? Well, let's. Can we transition into maybe what is next with HHA? Yep. So, um, 2017 is a it's a pretty exciting year. Um, we, uh, you know, we we do have uh, you know some new products coming out. One, you know, a lot of people won't be surprised about. So. One of the new products will be a multiple pin site. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the new trend is, uh, you know, a lot of people are switching from multiple pins to a single pin, but then a lot of people are also putting multiple pin heads on adjustable bodies. So mm-hmm. yeah. you're just extending your aging, especially like the guys out west and stuff. I mean, that was one thing, you know, I never really realized is like guys out west are legitimately getting like 100 to 120 yards out of their setups. Like, yeah, it's and, and, and they, I mean, they like a 60 yard shot is like average for them. Yeah. And, uh, um, right. you know, we've never really, you know, the, the west is a market that, uh, it's kind of owned by a couple of our competitors mm-hmm. and they do a great job out there. But, you know, that's one, one area that we could definitely expand in. So having a multiple pin head on our, on our site bodies should help us go out there mm-hmm. but uh so yeah so we'll have a three pin um adjustable so you'll be able to, the the optimizer light ultra and kingpin will all be available with a three pin head on it um and then um they'll uh the the housing itself will have some upgrades and just kind of a newer cooler look to it mm-hmm. um but then uh so yeah so that's we're pretty excited about that one but again you know that's something that i think a lot of people won't be too surprised about um because I mean everybody's doing it, and right. you know, some a lot of people are asking for, and, right, yeah. right. But then um, we actually are getting into it's actually a category that HHA has been in before um, several years ago, and um, was somewhat successful in it. But at the time, the category was pretty. I mean, it was dominated, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it was right at a time where um, it the the technology was pretty new and not a lot of people were jumping on board. So I guess what I'm referring to is the drop away rest market. Yep. Um, so HHA did have a fall away rest, you know, 10 years ago or so. Yeah. And, uh, it was actually called the dart rest and, um, it was just a lizard tongue design and, you know, it was like a trophy taker, yep. you know, looking rest mm-hmm. and it, it did okay. But obviously since it didn't stay in a lineup, lineup, it wasn't anything that was too crazy. So we are getting back into the rest market with a new rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so we're pretty, pretty excited about that. I mean, it's, there's some really big players in the rest market yeah. and they do an awesome job, but you know, if, you know, we're trying to expand, I mean, you can only sell so many sites to, right. to grow For sure. so you have yeah. to kind of start expanding into new areas. So, so the rest is, uh, you know, that's where we put a lot of focus for 2017 and, um, you know, I'm cross fingers and hopefully everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully, you know, our reputation for single pin sites kind of flows over into the multiple pin as well as the rest market. Yeah. So. Well, I'd have to. I mean, people know. People that already shoot HHA, they're going to be looking, especially when that mm-hmm. that rest comes out. It's like, well, what's what's this? Yep. They're going to check it out. Absolutely. Uh, you yep. know, I guess it would be the only difficult thing is branched in as someone who doesn't already have the product, but I think once you prove it, right. I think it'll be a great idea, and I yep. think it'll definitely get, get moving real Go well, ahead, Mark. It, well, if it's anything else like your sites, it's going to be top-notch quality, solid. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be built right. So, of course, it's going to be good stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. And, Can't and, wait to see it. And that is one thing, um, you know, that whether it's a, a rest, a site, whatever, um, you know, and even like with the multiple pin, like, I mean, we've tried to come up with a multiple pin actually a couple different times, but the end product, it never was like 100%. And yeah. that's one thing. I mean, no matter what it is, if if we're not happy with it, we're not going to introduce it. Yeah, because you, uh, you can't be passionate about it if you're. Well, happy. yeah. I mean, if we're not excited about it, how can we expect other people to be excited about it? So, yeah. um, you know that I'm very very happy with how the rest turned out. And Brian, one of the owners, he was. I mean, he designed that thing from start to finish, and he did a, a freaking awesome job. And um, I mean, it's it's a great looking rest. Um, it it. It'll, it looks similar to, you know, some of the competitors out there, but 
you know, again, it has the HHA name, has the HHA warranty, has the HHA quality. Mm-hmm. But um, we're getting yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Live podcast problems. Awesome. This is a an unscripted oh, podcast. Welcome to the working class bow hunter. Oh, it's very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, nice <laughs> <laughs> Live recording with the working class bow hunter. Anything can happen here. Yeah, on the show. you never know. That's the, that's what happens when uh... non edited show. <laughs> <laughs> when the uh, when the whole operation is is in a house. I mean, that's it that's, happens. You, you, it you happens. never you just never know. I mean, that's that's kind of one of the joys of working at HHA. You just yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Scott, <laughs> I'm going to church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she she needs it. So. <laughs> Say a prayer for us, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's the charm. I mean, you know, again, you know, we've talked about it on previous episodes, but it's like the family, you know, everything's like uh, crafted with, you know, it's just the family touch, the family touch. And, you know, it's just when you're going to buy a product like this, you know, like uh, with the new rest that's coming out, you know, like Mark said, you know, it's going to be top quality. If it's anything like the sites, you know, all made here in Wisconsin, I, it's just. Yeah, I, I actually I was I, just I was just thinking I kind of wish Arlene was my mom so I could have like. Totally went like, Mom, yeah. a meatloaf. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> doing Shut a up. Podcast with my friend's mom. Yeah. How many times have I told you to stay out of my room? <laughs> but, yeah. but, and it's funny. I mean, like Arlene, I mean, like, I mean, she's the glue behind HHJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, the fact that, I mean, she just met you guys. Sweetest lady. But like, oh, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, to her, I mean, you're part of the family now. She's already you know? giving us crap about stuff. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> like, Steve needs more cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I couldn't so. tell if she was being sarcastic, but I took her for serious, and, yes, she was right. I you, never, you never know. That, I mean, she's, <laughs> that, that woman, she, you just never know what she's She's living say. life, man. It's awesome. Oh, she is. But, um, so, yeah, anyways, back to the, the rest. Um so that that'll be our big. I mean, that'll be our big stick for for yeah. 2017. Can't wait and, to see this thing. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I think it'll be awesome. You know, we'll, I mean, we'll we'll put it to work and tell we'll everyone about it. Us, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's. I mean, just kind of you know tying the whole thing together with like Alaska and like the rest and the site and, um, you know, just HHA in general. 2017 is just it's going to be we kind of we're, we're kind of coining it and you'll see it like in our um you know social media posts and like in our catalogs um you know we, we're coining 2017 as like new beginnings mm-hmm. and and it's not just because you know we're coming out with an arrow rest and getting into a new market mm-hmm. but it's just as a company there's a lot of new things happening so like between um you know doing a lot more marketing and promotion with social media and kind of like the content that we're using and um, there's just a lot of news, so it, it's going to be a very exciting year, and it's going to be a um, big year, hopefully. A big, I end, hope yeah. so. Yeah, I hope so. So it'll be fun, regardless. I mean, it's always yeah. fun having new, exciting, exciting stuff, and mm. it just kind of helps, like you know, from a marketing standpoint. So like Chris and I too. I mean, it just kind of helps, re, you know, rejuvenate the creative juices. Yeah. You know, because oh, when you, I mean, when you keep marketing a site it's like all right it's a site it's a site it's a site right. but now that we have something new it's like man we should try this we should try that you know mm-hmm. what if we did this and so many know, more opportunities yep and like you'll see uh you know a lot of people will probably be surprised and i mean i was kind of shocked like i mean even the rest logo so like the monster green like on the package that we have mm-hmm. sitting here mm-hmm. that's always been our color but now actually the rest will not have any green so oh, it's really? Gonna, yeah, it's going to have a new color to the logo, so which is mm. yeah. I mean, that's Ooh. huge. That that's big. So little secret. Yeah. Behind Instead the of monster green, it's John Deere green. <laughs> yeah. I know. Steve's full of it. I, I just weekend. had to. I had to do it because I could not let a podcast go without having a drop. Oh, I already did that. Yeah. Spot. Oh man, I forgot that. That, that. that one actually that wasn't too bad. Okay, thank but, you. But you Mark shakes his head. Yeah. Mark says, yeah. "Good thing I don't have a mic permanently on this." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, boy. Mark again. He's just like, "Why did I come up here?" <laughs> I'm stuck in Wisconsin <laughs> with Steve again for another yeah. night. We're like, get snowed in tomorrow, so he has to spend exactly. Another night yeah, we got to hang out here. He's like, "I better get a good steak dinner out of this." <laughs> so far, this trip has not been worth it. I need a whiskey. Yeah. It's like all I got was two sight lights and this. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, man. But, yeah, I think that'll be exciting. I think, yep. you know. It should, it, it should be. So, 
and obviously, I mean, we're going to put a lot of emphasis, you know, on working and promoting the rest and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. It'll be a big year, I think. You know, with the the sites and the single pin, it's just a, it's going to continue to grow. People mm-hmm. are kind of realizing, you know, the benefit of a clear sight picture and just extending their range a bit. And I I don't know if it's because I'm involved in it, but I feel or involved in it more and more and more with archery and like becoming obsessed with like accuracy. But I feel like people, like the hunting community, bow hunting community as a whole, is kind of getting more obsessed with being accurate when they mm-hmm. practice, not just shooting for the general area on a 3D target. Right. You know, people are They're shooting They're picking for a spot and going for that. Yeah, yeah, people are shooting for 10 and 12 rings and trying to be more accurate. Or even the 14 ring that comes yeah. up a lot <laughs> yeah. more than... Get a little risky. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys feel that way, that it's kind of like a growing thing, people coming obsessed with accuracy or... I do. I think it's important that, you know, these guys with these, you can, every yard, you can, one every single yard, the dial sites, the guys that are making this new equipment and, um, you know, it just makes us better hunters. How many, you know, when you had five pins, how many times did you try to shoot 33 yards? You know, yeah, you yeah. can't dial your old site right to 33 yards. Yeah. So That's I think that point. The, the companies that are making the, you know, upgrading the equipment and, you know, is, is making everybody better. It makes you want to, you know grow and get better yeah so. especially if you have something you know a site or a rest or whatever it may be that has these certain features and adjustments and capabilities mm-hmm. you know you want to learn about your gear and then utilize it as best to whatever application you're using it for otherwise mm-hmm. what's the point you know well, i think too i mean like i mean again i mean if you just kind of look at like the trend like you know like you take like you know the cameron haynes and like stuff like that where you know the work harder and you know you know be your best like type of mentality yeah i think that's kind of you know coming out more and more but i think a lot of that too is, is like when you look at the gear that's available nowadays you know it's definitely precision based and mm-hmm. i mean why wouldn't you i mean it's it's most certainly true with like i mean you look at firearms right mm-hmm. i mean like people are always wanting to extend the range and be more accurate so yep. i mean it's it's the same thing with archery and i mean i guess it's you can't really prove it that, you know, single pins are more accurate, but I mean, it's just like the mentality. Like, mm-hmm. so you have one focal point, you know, you, your, mm-hmm. your, your sight picture isn't clouded. And yep. I mean, even though we do have, you know, we are going to have a multiple pin adjustable, mm-hmm. it's still, you have three pins, you know, rather than five and stuff. And then if you need to extend your range, you still can. Right. Yeah. So, yep. so like, and that's one thing, um, you know, a lot of people may not know is like, you know, when you do shoot a multiple pin, adjustable site like you know you can do 25 30 or 25 35 45 20 30 40 whatever you want to do with your three pins Mm -hmm. and then once you need past that you just use your bottom pin and then adjust your you know use your dial or your slide or whatever yeah and then you have it all marked out on your slide so i mean again it's extending your range but yet you know if you're hesitant about going to a three pin now you kind of i mean you kind of get the best of both worlds but I, i mean for me i mean I'm going to have a hard time adjusting to shooting a three pin again. If I decide to go do yeah, this yeah. do the switch, because I mean, I, I, I truly think a single pin has somewhat saved my archery career. I mean, I, when I was younger, I struggled with target panics so bad and I always shot multiple pins, mm-hmm. but as soon as I switched to a single pin, it like, I mean, it just, it's less to think about and it's just, it's just super easy. Yeah. But, yeah. I agree. I would completely agree. I, you know, me shooting a single pin and, uh, uh, a back tension style release has really changed a lot for me as far as like target panic mm-hmm. or um, between the single pin and the back tension slowing down and thinking about your shot. And um, I like the, I shoot the, um, the hex. It's like a back tension and wrist style release. Mm-hmm. And that slowed me down to one, think about what you're doing, squeeze through your shot, anchor. And then the single pin is just like, you know, you have one pin and you know, if, when I first started hunting, I'd get all my adrenaline rush and I got three to five pins, whatever side I was using and I shoot and I'm like, Oh man, I don't even remember what pen I used. Yeah. It's like, what? Oh, I don't even remember. You know what I mean? You just, it gets cloudy. Well, and it's funny because I think we could all legitimately like, like one where we've said that or mm-hmm. two, we know people that have said, it's like, well, what pin did you use? I don't even remember. Yep. And like, you know, you brought up a good point with like, you know, working on the release and stuff like that. You know, you're, you're, you know, squeezing your back muscles and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you have one pin, you can, focus on that stuff where if you have you know a bunch of cluttered pins you're not counting down 20 30 40. yeah you're not focused on all right well he's at you know whatever it's you know the the target's at 55 so now do i need to gap my pins or what do i do here or do mm-hmm. i take my 60 yard pin and aim 
low or do I take my 40 yard pin and aim high? What do I do yep. but now? I mean, you know, like, all right, turn the dial to 50 and now I can actually work on, you know, the push pull and yep. you know, the release. So, yep. Or he's at 33 yards, you know, you're not shooting. Oh, use your 30 yard pin, but aim a little high, but not too high. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually, if you break it down, it can be a lot more, it can be simpler if you, if you think about it, yeah. you know, well, and, and I mean, I think, I mean, I know I do for sure. Like I overcomplicate everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. just like, at some point you just got to stop thinking and just, you know, rely on your instincts mm-hmm. From, mm-hmm. from practicing and all that stuff. So. For sure. And that comes with experience too, yeah. like archery experience. And like we talk about the learning curve of bow hunting is huge mm-hmm. and it might not seem that big, but once you get more involved, like my first year of bow hunting to this season, bow hunting, you know, it's crazy, but you're always learning something new. If you quit, if you think you have quit learning anything while bow hunting or while doing archery, you're, you might as well just reassess your situation because it's not a good situation if right. you feel like you can't learn anymore. Well, and I feel like, I mean, I think we can all agree. Like, I mean, that's kind of the reason why we do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I feel like if you weren't constantly learning, I mean, that almost takes the fun out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of goes back like, you know, to the whole Alaska thing. Like, you know, I, I know, I know exactly like, you know, for the fall of 2017, when I go out whitetail hunting, I know exactly what my setup is yeah but now that i'm going for a moose i mean that's a completely different i mean you're talking about different arrows different broadheads you know different bow weights like yeah and like to be honest i don't even like i have no clue what i'm doing as far as that goes but that's all part of that that learning you know Mm -hmm. and and gaining more knowledge and messing around with stuff and well even when you start to feel confident like i know a guy that i i saw a post he put up and man i'm really i think he helped someone that he knows get a deer like put him on a deer man, I'm really figuring this bow hunting thing out. Mm-hmm. Like he was getting a little cocky. I thought, I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of a weird thing to kind of say. And then like two weeks later, I get some messages from him. He'd shot a monster <laughs> and hit it in the shoulder and never found it. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you know, you can't ever really figure it out. I mean, to a point you can. I mean, as you far can as dial like, yourself close to put yourself in the right yeah. situations. But, but still, I mean, luck, man. It's mm-hmm. all luck. Yeah, as soon as you start getting too big for your own britches, it'll humble you. Oh, know, yeah. Take it will. I mean, I've been pie. doing it for 26 mm, years, and pie. every week I meet somebody that teaches me something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I've learned more through the – I mean, I'm glad that we even started the podcast because I'll yeah. get to talk to oh, people that know sure. actually know what the hell they're talking about. Right. <laughs> and, you know, like yeah. we get to learn from them and hear different theories and like, oh, right. you know, I've tried this or this is what I think is happening. And right. it's crazy, you know. Well, and that's like, to be honest, I mean, like the beauty with like social media too. I mean, that's one thing, and we continue to put the emphasis like on social media is, you know, like our 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 customer response on like Facebook. I mean, I love reading the comments because mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I mean, obviously people that know way more than I do and have been doing it longer than I am. So what better way to, I mean, yeah, we know sites, but you know, somebody else might know something that I don't and yeah. you know, yeah. so it's, it's free information. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's, I say it's a social media can be the best thing ever and it can be a very negative thing too. At the same time, nine times out of 10, it can be a really good thing mm-hmm. when applied like for situations like that for, uh, just communication yeah that you normally wouldn't be you know you can't talk to someone from right. alaska whenever you want now you can right like you can contact anyone about going on your trip and right. get some tips and some advice and this is what i would do this is what i would do and right. then and and that's one thing i mean like here i mean whether somebody calls in and has questions i mean it's like i mean our we're always always here to like answer questions for people and it yeah. i mean send me an email send anybody here an email and you're gonna get a response and you know you're gonna get our honest opinion about stuff and or i mean yeah on you know whether it's facebook or whatever like i mean it's yep. that's that's one thing i think that i enjoy the most is like when i get an email or a phone call from something and they're like hey you know this is what this you know i just got this new bow and this is what i want to do you know what do you recommend stuff like that like being able to help people is like, I mean, it's a good feeling that like, you know, we're kind of, you know, we're the, the, the single pin or the site experts, you know, quote unquote. Yep. But, um, so it's always, it's just, that's, that's kind of the joy of being in this industry and doing, doing what we do is just helping people and, For sure. and, and learning more, you know? So. Yeah, definitely. Never stop learning. I mean, you know, the day you stop learning, you think you got it figured out. I mean, you know, you never know what you can miss or what can bring you joy next. You know what I mean? It's just like you said, you know, you're, you wanted to go on this Alaska hunt. So maybe now, you know, once you go on there, you're like, Oh man, you know, now I learned that, you know, maybe now I want to go hunt a wolf, you know, or something like that because you, you got to an experience after experiencing something else. And that, yeah, that's the beauty of 
or learn something that you can apply for hunting whitetails yeah. here too. Right. You know, and that's right. you know you can put it in your your bag of bow hunting knowledge and apply it probably really anywhere. Alaska can you could use anything yeah, you exactly. learn in Alaska. Well, I mean, to go and that's, yeah, I mean, and that's I mean that's kind of the, that I mean the skills you acquire there you could use anywhere. Plus, you know, I always kind of viewed. You know, you, like you think of like pioneers, like you know Tom Hoffman or like Jack Frost, like mm-hmm. you know the Super Slam guys. Yep. Yeah. Like those guys have been icons like since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like when you do an adventure hunt like that, like I almost feel like I have something in, with com- in common with them now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where before I was always just like oh, I'm just a whitetail hunter. You like know? You're just like, listening to their stories now. You can kind of relate well, to some I, of yeah, them. Yeah, and I actually met them at a Pope and Young convention this year, and I was just like you know googly eyed and you know mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't talk and yeah. you know voice was screeching and jack frost is dip he has he's involved in everything man that yeah. guy does a lot isn't he a professor as well I, i'm pretty sure he is like and he's a member of like boone and crockett pope and young all these yeah that the, dude has accomplished more than like i will in 10 lifetimes yeah, the, but i mean I, like talking with them it's like i couldn't even relate because all i do is white to hunt right mm-hmm, so right. now i mean i feel like <laughs> like doing and again just like stepping outside of your comfort zone yeah like yeah now you just that almost brings like so many new areas for you to like relate to You know what I mean? For so sure. like, I think- like at a show I can like guy walks up and says, yeah, I went to, I went to Alaska this year and shot this moose and be like, Oh man, I, I was there too. You know, and then before you know it, you're there for two hours cutting it up about your uh-huh. trips, you know, and yeah. stuff. So yep. think about, uh, think about this, you know, you go do this 14 day hunt or whatever. Think how easy it's going to be to do like an all day white tail sit. Like after you get <laughs> yeah. done with that, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, can I really sit for three more hours? Uh, yeah. Yes, Remember, I, I sat for like yeah. 14 days in the bush. Yeah, right. I, I for three I, more hours. Slept on the ground for 15 days. With <laughs> well, Scott, is there anything we missed? We're, uh, we're It's almost dinner time, boys. I, I can hear my stomach growling, actually. But no, I mean, like I said, you know, 2017 is going to be really exciting. And we're hoping, you know, with the new products that, uh, you know, we don't disappoint our customer base. And they're excited as we are. And, you know, it's it's just always, you know, it's one thing, like, we say a lot, but it's like, you know, we truly, truly are thankful for like everybody that supported us, you know, whether it's partners or customers. And mm-hmm. I mean, it does not go unnoticed. And, you know, I've, I think I said in the last podcast, like, you know, yeah, we, you know, HHA, like we hang our hat on a lot of things, but like, you know, people don't have to shoot our sites. So, right. I mean, the fact that we have such a huge customer base and, you know, such a huge support system, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I mean, we love all of our, all of our customers and HHA users and, um, you know, and again, if, you know, anybody listening or whatever, if you have questions, call us, email us, whatever, get a hold of you guys or whatever. Yep. I mean, we're always here and, you know, again, just can't thank everybody enough for, for their support. Yeah. Check it out. HHASports.com or workingclassbowhunter.com. I mean, find us all on social media. We're always happy to, you know, we, we love getting the emails. Hey man, I just picked up my first HHA, you know, it's like, it's just one of those cool feelings. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, well, that's one thing like Kurt, like, I mean, you'll mm-hmm. text me, you know, when somebody gets an HHA and sends it to you or whatever. And then when you yeah. send it to me, I'm like, God, that is so freaking cool. It's like, awesome. Yeah. It's cool when they I, say that. Yeah, then they like, like, oh, I heard us. you guys talk about it. And I went out and finally bought one. And I love this thing. And that's, right. we love hearing I don't that send stuff. them over enough. I'm bad at it. And I told you that when I was talking to him, like, man, I should be, I should have been sending these over from the beginning, but I'm just like, never thought, but. Well, it's, 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 it's refreshing to it's, see it. Well, it's Absolutely. cool. It's like I said, like, you know, whoever that person was, like they did not have, when they went and bought that site, they had 20 other sites that they could have bought. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fact that they picked ours, I mean, that's. I mean, we appreciate it's it. Awesome, and, man. And it's, we must be doing something right. So, <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are the best, man. I love, I love the company. You guys are all awesome. Everything about it. Thank you for everything you do for us. And, yep, uh, absolutely. We really appreciate it. And, uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. You guys want to add anything real quick? Thanks Steve's for letting got us come up here. To add, don't you? Let's go get food. <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> all right, guys. We love you. Go shoot your bow. <laughs>